Welcome to the Essay for FA's Retirement Advisor Podcast, a series that addresses issues of importance to financial advisors when dealing with the preeminent issue on their clients' minds, namely their desire for financial independence. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today's discussion concerns the oft-neglected de-risking that should take place prior to retirement. We'll get to that in just a moment, but first, this message. If you're a financial advisor, you should be using Seeking Alpha Premium. I'll mention just two items I personally think are valuable for advisors. Number one, advisors typically get investment research from their own broker-dealer, and it's good to cross-reference that with the research available to Seeking Alpha Premium subscribers. Number two, the quantitative ratings available to premium subscribers are an incredible value add because they make it possible to compare investments with mutually consistent data. In other words, it aids in getting different investment ideas to talk to each other, as it were. These features are just the tip of the iceberg, and it costs only $240 for an annual subscription. Click on Upgrade on the top right of your Seeking Alpha homepage to see a full list of benefits and options. If we continue to do today, in the midst of a financial crisis, everything we have done before that crisis ensued, that implies one of two things. We were doing everything exactly right beforehand and therefore have no need to correct anything, or we are not thinking. Changed circumstances should stimulate new insights, and I will therefore share a shift in my thinking occasioned by the historic market volatility we have experienced. One sensible sort of slogan in retirement investing is the idea that investors who reach a certain level of success are free to reduce risk. I always thought this made sense but it wasn't real for me, mainly because I'm still in my early 50s and feel I've got a way to go before retirement looms as a near-term objective. But I no longer see this as simply a good idea. I have now elevated this sort of de-risking to a personal goal and something I see as a retirement planning best practice. Specifically, many investors, I would guess most, do not set a maximum financial goal. If you think it would be nice to have a half million dollars, Would you spurn a million dollars? It is human nature to view our retirement goal as more of a minimum desired amount than a maximum. This is an instinctive human response to our material world. I can still remember my kids' first words, mommy, daddy, no, and more. Not necessarily in that order. It is human to want more. I too want something more out of life, and one of those things is to grow up to not simply drag the little child within me to ever later stages of my development. This means learning the concept of enough, which is the antithesis of more. The current crisis has impressed this lesson on me because of the damage suffered by 2020 retirees. I quote two retirement experts, both friends of mine, who implicitly contrast the more approach versus the enough approach. In a Bloomberg article from last week, Boston University's Tzvi Bodhi says, quote, If you are retiring now, you are screwed. That describes those with more type portfolios. In contrast, York University's Moshe Maleski says, quote, If you are a retiree in a 2020 target date fund and you and your spouse have a guaranteed pension, then maybe there is nothing wrong with having 50 or 60% in stocks, end quote. In other words, the guaranteed pension is the enough if that pension can fund a retirement lifestyle until this crisis ends in which case the 50-60% to in stocks leaves some room for more. This crisis has increased my respect for enough. 
understand that this is not merely about financial modesty. Really, it is about attaining a sense of wealth. A young person who girds himself to invest just 1% in his company's 401k plan and $100 a month in a taxable account has made a decisive move towards wealth rather than poverty. We all get that. But why are we less comfortable with quantitatively defining what final wealth is, say $500,000? This is important because otherwise we could be headed toward poverty rather than wealth. That is certainly how it feels. Over a decade ago, I owned a home that kept climbing in value fairly dramatically. I had big plans for that asset. I actually bought a more expensive home funded in part on the basis of an equity line of credit on the first home. Then the housing market crisis hit. I saw the value of that home fall rapidly. In a short space of time, I lost $200,000. Now, of course, I lost nothing. It was all on paper. But that's how it feels. The next bunch of years were challenging. I would like to avoid this feeling when it is time to retire. There are certain events which are of such magnitude that they exceed the reasonable amount of savings investors can achieve over decades. We are living through such an event right now. For new retirees, this market downturn is on par with a death, disability, catastrophic healthcare expense, property damage, or liability in a car accident for which only an insurance policy will avail. I am now committed to ensuring my retirement. I had previously envisioned partially annuitizing my portfolio at the point of retirement. There are other ways to achieve this effect as well, through a bond ladder or a simple stash of cash that can last several years. The key insight here is that failure to summon the courage to define what constitutes being wealthy at retirement and to de-risking accordingly in some way or other exposes us to a feeling of poverty, of seeing values recede at a time of vulnerability in early retirement. A crisis is too important not to use to do a little growing up. And therefore, relatedly, please hear this special announcement. I had been thinking of doing a little bit of growing up myself and intended to make this my farewell podcast. Had I done so, I would have had a lot of thinking to do, thanking my listeners and my esteemed Seeking Alpha colleagues and friends who have made this podcast possible. However, after further discussions, Seeking Alpha and I have decided to put this podcast on hiatus with a view towards returning, perhaps in as little as a few weeks, with a revitalized podcast that affords me greater personal flexibility. I am extremely grateful to Seeking Alpha for providing me this platform in the past and now, as it seems, in the future as well. I am also grateful to you, our listeners, and hope to see you again in May. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, I would be much obliged if you would pass it on to other advisors to keep this FA project growing. Also feel free to contact me at gil at seekingalpha.com with any feedback. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.